What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles. Today, we've got a great one for you. It's another trading episode. As you can probably see, we've got a chart up right here. I'm going to be sitting down with Bull of Bitcoin. We're going to be talking about MA trading strategies. And for those of you that don't know, those are moving averages. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. They're pretty simple and pretty easy to understand, but uh, there's a lot that goes into these strategies. So we will be getting into that. But before we do get into that, I do just want to take a quick second to take care of a couple things. The first is that this is another video interview, uh, and we're going to be looking at a lot of charts, a lot of different um, time frames. So if you are listening to this on one of the podcasting platforms, suggest heading over to YouTube. This one will be very beneficial. Uh, there's a link in the description below. It'll be right up at the top and it'll take you right to this video. The other thing is I do want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor crypto.com. Uh, these guys are doing a lot for the community. Uh, they've actually put out a statement saying that they're going to be lifting the 3.5% fee to buy crypto with the credit card for the next three months. On top of that, if you have one of those MCO Visa credit cards that I've been talking about, uh, you're going to get a couple extra benefits. The first is up to 10% back on your grocery purchases and then up to 20% back on your food delivery purchases. So if you're at home, you've been ordering a lot of delivery could actually be getting up to 20% cash back on those purchases so there's a link in the description below for that uh, you can head on over sign up for that credit card start receiving these award rewards on top of that the syndicate which is their fundraising platform is doing another round uh, for ethereum this time you guys have probably heard me talk about it um, you know in the past with different coins uh, done Tezos link, uh, Bitcoin Cash uh, on April, what is it? April 14th, they are doing another sale and you will receive 25% off uh, the purchase, you know, whatever the price at the time of the purchase of Ethereum, it'll you'll get it for 25% off. Uh, sorry for that, that was a little uh, complicated there, but if you head on over, you can read more about it. Uh, I've talked about, like I said, previous coins that they've done. Uh, again, there's a link in the description below. Uh, but now that we've got that stuff taken care of, let's get to the episode with Bull. So we are here with the Bull of Bitcoin. Really appreciate you sitting down with us today. Uh, we're going to be getting into a lot. We're going to be talking about trading, real estate a bit. Uh, but before we do, can you just give us a quick background on yourself and what you were doing before you started trading crypto? Yep, of course. Thanks for having me on. Um, so I am um, a property developer from South London, and I got caught up with the uh, the hype of the Bitcoin in 2017, and yeah, been addicted since. Um, but I started in terms of background further. I started property developing when I was 21, so that was pretty pretty early in my life, and I was talked out of it. Well. People tried to talk me out of it, and um, I'm too stubborn. So, and, I, <laughs> and um, I'm glad. I'm glad I did it. I've never, never really looked back, to be honest. 
There we go. And then you made the move. You said, uh, so when you first got involved in 2017, did you have any trading experience or was it more of just like a buying Bitcoin with the hype and then you learned how to trade? Yeah, it was, it was a little bit of both. See, when I was 15, I went to work at um, a trading company called Donaldson, Lufkin and Gemra in Moorgate up London. And I did uh, my work experience there because I actually wanted to be a trader. And long story short, I went to college, done further mathematics, statistics, etc. And uh, after uh, I just got too bored of it, and um, yeah, when I when I found a job. So when Bitcoin hype come around 2017, um, I think the fact that it was hard to get into it, people who sort of come along now, they can buy on Visa, you know, or Mastercard, direct to Binance. It never used to be like that. It was an absolute pain in the ass. It took me weeks to uh, go through the Coinbase registration um, and then send it to Binance, et cetera, and then buy it from that. And it it was all a little bit, um, it was all a bit of a gray area and people was trying to buy accounts and stuff because it was so busy. So, and that was sort of the first, because it was hard to get to, I think that was the addiction for me. <laughs> um, you know, you can't get an account. And then you think, well, I, I will get an account. I want an account, buy. yeah. Yeah, you can't, you know what I mean? You can't buy Bitcoin. Well, I, I, I will buy Bitcoin. I am going to buy Bitcoin. So, yeah, I didn't catch the top. Luckily, I, I was actually uh, looking at um, IOTA originally. You know, just you pull up the thing. Everything sounds brilliant. Um, I sent 10 grand to Coinbase just to start. And three weeks later, they sent back 9,600. No explanation um literally nothing no emails no no so they just stole 400 pound off me and that was the baptism of fire it was sort of right i'm not having that so now i'm gonna i'm gonna trade and just that, that's when the obsession started and 16 hours a day staring at my phone oh god sounds uh, <laughs> yeah it's sounds... um it was it was it was pretty grim indoors i mean i i usually have december off every year for work and i spent all 31 days of December, 16 hours a day staring at my phone. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, so you're, you're out in London, I, I assume still. And, uh, it's yep, generally, here, yeah. generally pretty cloudy and rainy there. So I can see why staying inside and trading. Yeah. For... I mean, ironically, it's been pissing down for four months straight. And then as soon as we got locked down, the, um, the sun come out and <laughs> everyone wanted to go outside. It's, uh, it's a typical, typical London, typical England. Right. Yeah. I remember I visited, I'd say about a year or two ago and, uh, it was sunny the whole time and everyone was just like, it's not normally like this. No, like this it, isn't the norm. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so really quick before we get into your trading strategy a little bit more, uh, you said yeah. at a younger age when you were trading or working at that firm, uh, you said it wasn't quite for you. You found it to be a bit boring. Uh, but then you came back to it and now it seems like you love it. It's what you do every day for hours on end. Uh, so what changed in your mind? Um, it was just, it was just like, um, the, the time I spent in there was uh, a thing in the UK. We do work experience. So basically when you're young, before you go, before you leave school, you do a year, um, a year before you leave school, you do two weeks work experience to, to test out what sort of route you want to go. And my nan was a waitress up London and she knew some of the brokers and put in a word with me. And that's how I, I didn't know anyone personally in there. Um, so I'd always want, I was fascinated with money. I was fascinated with numbers. Um, so it sort of made sense. That's sort of the, the place I wanted to go. The video games, you know, I see trading as a video game. Like I, I literally cannot 
um, see it any other any other way. I, I think that's kind of aim, and this is uncompletable. <laughs> that's I think that's what the addiction is. Yeah, there we go. It's funny you yeah. mentioned uh, trading as a video game, and I feel like so many traders have said that. Um, yeah, and I feel like there's some truth to it because you know with the video games you're playing, you're having fun. Uh, it's not really you don't really think about like the money aspect of it. No. Uh, and so when you're trading, if you think of it as a game, you know, it's a win or lose, it kind of takes that emotion out of it a little bit in a well, sense. Yeah. The, the emotions, what everyone struggles with and pretty early on, I, I hate to lose. I'm so competitive. It's unbelievable. Even if I'm playing with my kids, I, I can't, let them, I can't let them win. It sounds terrible, but it's the truth. I'm so, so competitive. And, the fear of losing. So when I started on Binance, I think the minimum was a five or, or, or $10. So um, I, I was so f scared to be wrong, not lose money. Um, you know, you put a stop loss on, on a hundred pound of, of a 5% uh, stop loss. You're going to lose a fiver. It was never about the money. So my problem was never about winning or losing emotion, my uh, money terms. Mine was actually the market beating me and other traders beating me. So I thought to myself, right, I'm going to overtrade. And I, I would trade. I mean, my, my group's been open for nearly three years. And I think I, I scalped Tron a hundred times one day. And I think I got up to about, I think it was about 47% scalping. Um, but I did it to get try and push that emotion of overtrading you know, I'm not going to be right 100% of the time. You're going to be right, you know, 60 or 70% of the time at best. And that was a big factor for me and a big learning curve. I seem to get iron out that one. And then, you know, your position goes from 100 to 1,000, 1,000 to 10, et cetera, et cetera. It never really changes because if you've got the stop loss in mind, which you should have before you even enter the trade, you've already accepted that risk amount. So, you know, if someone's putting on 10,000, they put a two and a half um, stop on, they're happily going to enter that trade with a risk set at $250, win or lose. That's the worst case scenario. And mine was always the other way. So, yeah, a little, I don't know if that would work for everyone because I'd imagine a lot of people or the majority of people would actually be the other way around, be scared to lose the money rather than be right or wrong. <laughs> I, was gonna, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean honestly yeah i i think more people are concerned with that yeah but then again you look at twitter and it's like people are more concerned with the clout that they can farm and be yeah. right uh, on twitter so maybe you're right so i think there's some tr uh, the other thing as well because i don't need to trade for a living um at present anyway and i had money already i think that may um may have played a part you know, because I had that cushion anyway. Do you know what I mean? If it all went tits up or blew my account, it, it was it was nothing. It wasn't the end Some, of the world. Yeah, exactly. I'll probably just refill it, take it easy and go from there. But it, it never, and, you know, the account grew and the confidence grew and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, the the, the, the fear of being wrong was, was my biggest hurdle. And um, I managed to get rid of that using $10 trades. Which was, was gonna, great. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you got to get over that pretty quickly if you're going to be a yeah. successful trader. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we're talking, you know, weeks over trading up to 100 trades a day, literally just pumping them out. This is what I think. You know, I'm not, not talking here blindly going in. I'm talking about spotting a range like Tron used to have a free sat range. I'd literally just play it all day until it stopped working and stuff like that. So I'm not talking about, you know, just put... 
hundred dollars in and just literally trade whatever you see. There was still some sort of method to it, but it was never about, um, you know, if you'd done a $10 trade, you earned 1%. I mean, what was the point? The whole point was the, op- the, the, the fear of being right and wrong. Yeah. But yeah. It might work for someone. No, I, I think that's a great strategy for kind of getting over that fear of losing. Yeah, because especially that, when you start. Yeah, because that fear of losing, you know, it, it is a win or a lose, and that could hurt, you know, your ego or your mind. But then at the same time, that also equates to a win or loss in dollars. Uh, and I think yeah. it really sets you up to know that, you know, you're only going to win, you know, 50, 60, 70% of the trades that you take, and you need to be comfortable with that, and then you need to learn how to mitigate that loss. Yeah. So and make and make the, the profits run further, and that that's when the sort of the trading experience, uh, the experience in trading, gets you that little bit. That's when the dollars then come. There we go. That's when yeah, that's when you start you know tightening. That's when you start recognizing where you used to have a three percent stop loss. You'll start getting entries like I tried, you know, one point five percent. Where if you're wrong, you're wrong, and the market will just dump. So that comes with experience, but that definitely, definitely was the um, a really good starting point for me. It helped me so much. Yeah, that's a great intro into it. Uh, so you talked about the fact that you know you're not trading for a living at the present moment. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this chart you've got up. It's the one day chart. Uh, you know, yep. it, it, my assumption would be that you're taking longer term swing trades. I could be wrong here, uh, but can you kind of just walk us through your trading strategy really quick? Yeah, so this is the one day um, I did uh, primarily trade the one hour and the four hour. If I'm, you know, if I'm at work and I want to put a swing together, I'll use the four hour if I'm sitting at home and I've got time. And obviously, this is all dependent on the market. You can use whatever time frame you want. If Bitcoin's in a 2% range for three days, you're not doing nothing. Um, so you just have to take whatever the market gives you. And I used to trade the five minute and I used to think the 15 minute was a higher time frame when I first joined, you know, to late 2017, early 2018. Well, that's when when everything was going nuts and you could trade, you know, 50 times a day and there was actually movement. Yep. No slippage, literally nothing. There was, um, I think the shittest of shit coins was a thousand Bitcoin volume. It was insane. It's insane. Yeah, absolutely insane. Yeah. And over the course of the years, you just, you have to adapt to the market. So it's no good me sitting there now trying to play moving averages on five minute timeframes because I might as well just get, get my money and throw it out out the window and just go to chops and chop, chop city and fees. So you have to move, you know, and, Every time I've moved up a time frame, I've always double checked. Does it worked on the hour, but did it? Does it work on the four? Right, it works on the four. Does it work on the six? Not so much. Does it work on the eight? Not so much. Twelve hour daily. So they're the sort of things that you have to do if you find your edge. So some people's a wick off a trader XO. Um, you probably see me taking the piss earlier. Yeah, uh, I saw that. <laughs> I did actually he, see um, that tweet. Yeah. He, um, he's brilliant. He's, he's a great lad. He's from, not from far either, about the same age. He, um, so he specializes in something completely different. It's completely complicated for me. I don't understand it. I never will. So I don't pretend you have to work on what you're good at. Forget what you shit at. People, some people say you have to work on your weaknesses in trading, but I think it's the other way around. I think you got to double shit down. Something, yeah. If you shit something, leave it. If you're not making, it's like, um, I think, Trader Dante said once that his mate would do his bollocks every single Wednesday. 
in his journal, you know, like for four months straight every week. So he just stopped trading Wednesdays. You know? <laughs> there's no, there's no logic to it, but the, the data and the facts were there. You know, every time he traded on a Wednesday, he lost money. So why trade? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's what you have to do. So I've gone from, you know, five to 15 to four to, for, uh, to one out of four. And then for building a position, I use the daily. So I'll try and give you a rough breakdown. I think most people know if they follow me on Twitter, roughly what, what the, the plans are. But this is back in 10th of Feb, 2018. So I'm going back quite far. You know, the 99 didn't even start in late November. Uh, so it didn't even register. So what I look for to avoid all of this chop here that you see, you know, there's a down cross there, which is usually bearish, but price just literally comes straight back up even after the down cross. So this is something that you want to avoid if you're going to start using the moving averages. Um, you could argue that this down cross here sets off this, you know, what does this come down to? Uh, this is another thing that I want to touch on because people don't quite understand. They think that something's too simple to be true, you know, to work. Oh, if you longed the, the 99 MA and, and shorted it every touch, you'd still be profitable. We've backtested it. Well, I know, I know it is. Um, but you know, that, that's not what people, they want to see the Elliott waves and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, open interest, first longs, first shorts and all this shit. It's just, I was going to stick to something simple. Right. I was going to butt in and say, you know, the more complicated it seems to be on Twitter, the more people flock to it. Um, yeah. And the people pushing it get to just throw these charts out or whatever they're trading out and no one really understands what they're talking about. No, so like, oh, it's so great. Yeah. This has got to work. It's so gray. Yeah, exactly. It's so gray and complex that, and the worst ones that I see are the ones that open, um, you know, leave it up, you know, oh yeah, this is the up and, and this is the up and the down. Well, now we know it's going to do that. All that tells me is that you're not, you're not sure. And why not just say that? I've said so many times on Twitter when people ask me, even now, I've got literally like six, two bids and I've got asked at six, five, six, seven, at seven, six, seven, seven. Um, I don't know. It's a coin flip. Um, but some, it's just on, especially on crypto Twitter, it's almost like that you can't say that you don't know what's going on. Oh, just you'll, in, you'll get just eaten in, alive. Yeah, just in case, you know, and that, that's what separates the people I know trade and those who don't. The people I know trade are not afraid to turn around and say, I have no fucking idea where right. this is going in the next couple of hours. And that's fine because this is, <laughs> this is the market. How many times have we seen Bitcoin bearish and it literally pump $1,000? It's, it's, it, there's no logic to it sometimes. No. And there's... <laughs> And I, I think I think the most important thing though is that like you need to be okay to say you're wrong. Like yes, everything could look bearish. You could be bearish, uh, and then like you said, Bitcoin could you know pump a thousand dollars. It could be a huge green candle. Uh, instead of I'd say blaming the market, you got to be okay with that loss. Maybe try yeah. to learn what happened, why you missed what you missed. Yeah, and what you could. I think that's the best thing. If you're going to journal, I've sold like anyone else i've sold stuff that's run another 10 20 percent and i think that's oh, pissed me off a bit but then when i look at the price i'll go back and i look at the price action i think that didn't make sense to go up you know it went straight through resistance where i had an ma you know 99 ma there there was a huge sell wall you know that was actually getting eaten up so sometimes you'll you'll be right and still not get 
enough of the money out of it and that's fine that's just how it is yeah that's okay you got you gotta be okay with your winners i think is a, an important thing that i yeah. learned uh because yeah. this market is so irrational and you can yeah, sell brutal. something at the quote-unquote perfect time and watch it pump not anymore but you used to be able to watch pump another 300 percent. now it's you know it'll run for another 10 20 percent um, yeah and you just don't exactly. understand why yeah exactly and that's just the market and the more you try and figure that out the more it'll drive you mad because there's no logic to it so just don't even <laughs> just accept it and look for the next one but um exactly. yeah so so if i go back to here so you see this up cross here yeah um that points to me all the, the 99s below that should in theory come and test uh 19,560 again i know we're talking you know early days of bitcoin when not not a lot of people was trading it per se on on binance because it had only just started but if i was looking at this now and this price come price action come up and then come down and retested here i'd i would bid here now i would go. have been i would have been stopped out but that's that's not that's fine yeah you know two percent or, or 2.5 percent that's absolutely fine it then comes through um price comes down you get the down cross which is usually like a cat if, if price is bearish and then the down cross comes you can i always then target the 99 ma if i'm in a short or you know short selling so even if you took you know there as a short entry as a down cross yeah. you've already lost here so yeah, you've yeah. lost two you've already lost two percent here because you've longed it that's fine you then come and you, you do exactly the same you see this retest of the 25 ma yep. that is your entry for a short so price breaks down comes back up and you'll see this happen all through i won't even have to point it out to you you'll see it all happen all the time comes down that's your absolute best entry and you're never going to time this you probably would have sold um closed the short at the 99 ma you're never going to get 59 percent out of it but it's just giving you an idea how much um space there was to learn yeah so even if we even if we pulled that up and your target was the 99 ma which it should be is 27 and a half percent still almost a 30 percent trade exactly and we've not that my i mean once it once it dropped i mean look at that it was in one day yeah it was lit literally in one day he was never offside even two dollars offside so they're the sort of things that you want to look out for and you'll you'll notice these will play out on the one hour and the four hour and obviously the daily but so this price action breaks down you know this is bitcoin finding its feet now when you have a smaller spread here i tend to avoid that i prefer this one see where this um trend line what i've put through that gives you an idea of the the spread that i want to see and that's when you get that up pump uh you get the up cross there and you see it nearly tagged the 99 yeah uh didn't quite make it but then what we do i think i, I tweeted it out the other day actually the, the four hour play is when you get the up cross you long the 25 ma uh, I'm not sure if you see that tweet, but this is exactly what I'm talking about. Look at that. Absolutely perfection. So it gets front run, um, bearish candle there, which is a bit closed, awful. So it looks obviously pointing back towards the uh, the 25 MA. And this is the four hour play at the minute with alts, or it was at least a couple of months ago. So yeah, 25 MA. And what usually happens is when you get this uh, rebound, it gives you a double top. Uh, I'll show you one in a minute, which actually is a, a double bottom. But once it prints this level here and comes back for the 25 MA, you've then got 27% up, up rise before you get that double top. 
So, and it, sorry to interrupt here sorry. really quickly. Um, so originally, like we had talked about, you're looking for this cross in the seven and the 25. Are you ever trading that initial cross or are you only trading the retest of the 25? So it all depends on where the 99 MA is. If you're going to use this strategy, you have to use all three. Um, some people say, why did I choose these three? These are the default ones on Binance, right? Yeah. So if anyone's doing algos and stuff like that, they're going to be, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If everyone thinks the same way as me, which the seven, you know, long the 725 um, cross or the seven and the 99 and short the reverse, probability wise, there's a lot more chance of it happening if everyone's thinking the same thing, especially if the, if the algos are coded to that. So I, I thought early on what I'm not going to try and out trade these, you know, computers and the algos and all that sort of stuff and people that actually the mms on the exchange all that sort of stuff the big wows i'm just going to try and find what i think they're coded to and i honestly think that on binance at least um the seven and the 25 and the 99 that it's there for a reason and the algos know that so i'm literally just jumping on with them not trying to fight them yeah there might not be any rhyme or reason to it initially but i think once enough people start trading yeah. it, like you're saying it becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy of okay yeah. everyone's longing here everyone's shorting here we've got some some extra buyer sell pressure uh which yeah. then makes it work uh so yeah. that's why people write their algos to them that's why people trade them uh yeah. and you found something that works which is i think the most important thing to keep in mind here yeah but th th this isn't yeah this isn't just you know long here short here you have to take into account if there's a you know a resistance level three percent away you might not probably want to go into it because the r and r isn't there so you always have to factor you know you're not just doing this absolutely blind oh it's crossed here so i'm buying which i think a lot of people make the mistake in thinking that that's true i mean if we take into account let's put this i mean you this is two touches here so this um, support kicks in twice on the daily and then gets flipped to resistance. So that is a big support and resistance level. Now, why did price not tag that? Why did it tag the 25? Absolutely bang on. And this is what you'll start to notice. If you go through it, I mean, I don't know. The thing I like with the moving averages, even though they're, um, even though they're, they're slightly lagging, they're a constant. We can all pull up the same chart. The blue line here is the blue line on yours. It's not up for interpretation. There's no gray area. It is there. And that is the end of that. So if I'm trying to explain to someone, there, uh, there's no confusing, you know, like uh, Elliott waves. Some people would argue if the one's not below the two and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> These lines are, they're a constant line and they're a constant data point. And that tagged that perfectly. And then what you're going to start to see is if we just follow price just randomly. So say we got, we got the, the double top uh, price comes down and you know, it's got the bearish cross. That to me is a little bit choppy. I wouldn't probably have prevented any of that in all honesty, even in, even in hindsight, there's not much there, but let's take into account here. You've got the up cross there. This is a situation where you had, say we entered on the up cross, You've got a five percent. If we're if we're trading these moving averages and using the twenty five as a, as a support as a moving support, you've got a five percent drawdown there. 
if we're then using the same data point and we're going as though it's going to tag the 99 MA, you've got 22%. So you're looking at a four hour trade there. Now, it's, I wouldn't say that's a fantastic trade, but it's a four hour trade and you could reduce your risk. You could put a little bit in, you know, just up the, up the leverage and use the, 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 the um, liquidation as a stop. All these sort of different variants that you could use. Um, just gives you another opportunity. And yeah, it tags the 99. That's when we get this chop. This is what I hate. You see this pinch here? Yeah. If I see that, then I look at so I look elsewhere. I'll let price break down. And then what do we get? As soon as you get that spread, what do we want to do? We want to short the 25 MA retest. And this will flip constantly, constantly. And if you go for it and even if you said it's a 50 50 um, strike rate, if you put a 2.5% stop in or a 3% stop in and a 10% or a 15%, you back test that and then um, you'll see the results. And again, it's not up for interpretation. That's a fact. These are data points that everyone can get hold of now and they can't be argued with. I mean, that's a max, a max short target of 25%. So, so really quick though, because you know we're looking at maxes and these numbers do look big. But okay, so it retests the twenty-five, like we had been talking about. That's what you seem yeah. to be looking for: is the retest after the cross and after we get a after this bit. spread. Yeah, yeah. And so you see this spread. Spread. Yeah. So, so that's what we want to see. This. There we go. So we ignore this completely. Ignore it. Let price. It doesn't matter when you're going to jump in a short whether Bitcoin's 10 grand or Bitcoin's five grand, if you've got $5,000 and you're going to go in for a short, it makes no difference whatsoever what the price of Bitcoin is. So let all of this play out, wait for the setup to come. And that's when you tag it there. There we go. You might, you might've closed it. I mean, if we, if we want to talk realistically, my target probably would have been there. See this level? Yeah. Previous support. So, that would have that would have probably been my close. There we go. So that was actually my next question is because like, yes, we can look at it and it likes to look nice where we say, oh, there is a 25%, you know, yeah, decline. You're never going to do it. Not no. going to happen, right? So no. that kind of leads into my next question of where are you then looking for, you know, your take profit? Here you say that we have, you we found some support. And so that would generally be where you'd be looking to take profit. Yeah. In this particular instance, 100%, I probably would have closed there or, or sold, you know, maybe sold 50% and moved the stop. There we go. Move the stop lower. And then if, for example, the uh, 99 was below, then you'd be looking to potentially take profits take once we tag. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, okay. exactly. So I'm just trying and, to give give the traders out there as many kind of setups as we can get them so that yeah. they're, they're looking for things and... and you know, more trades to take and then where yeah. they can take profit. And we have an example there of the up cross. Um, there's a fouled up cross there. And what drawdown have we got there? So let's say, let's just say, I know this is hindsight, but it's obviously it's impossible for me to show someone um, live data because yeah. we'd, be, we'd be here live for three weeks. Um, but let's say we we entered this up cross on the, see the 25 test there? Yeah. Let's just say we entered that and, you know, nice tight stop, 3%. So we're stopped out. So we've just lost 3%. You then long the next up cross. 
And like you just said, the target then becomes the 99. And then all of a sudden you've got 19.69%. So now, sorry, really quick to interrupt again. Uh, yeah. Just trying to like make it very simple for my audience. Cause we did talk about, you know, you're looking for retests of the 25 in this instance here, it just blew right through it. So are there ever times where you're just longing that, that upswing, that up cross? Um, because I, I can see that it failed. Then we break through again. Is that a potential time where we'd want to long it without that retest? Yeah. So you had the potential here. So this ideally, it depends all on your risk. If you're going, um, I mean, the retest for the, you know, like when it cut price broke down and retested to 25, that is the perfect entry. This, um, if you're long in the up cross and the and the and the uh, the down, uh, sorry, the back test comes, that's actually a great entry. It didn't play out that time. Yeah, um, it's not going to play out 100 percent of the time. No, no, it's not. But the upside, um, the art compared to the to the stop, is always probably three or four. If it's any less than that, then you shouldn't really be using it, especially on the one day. You want that spread. So yeah, you raised a good point. Maybe we, maybe if you was only retesting, uh, buying the retests, then you might have had a bid set there. There we go. Um, but yeah, this is all open. We used to uh, buy, and don't forget, this is in July 2018 when the more explosive moves, although it has been quite volatile lately, uh, these are different times um, when you could probably used to get away with just buying up crosses and, and shorting down crosses. So, crazier days yeah crazier days um but then we had this break here where price literally just consolidates in that area and see these ma's pinching yeah you're, you're uh, we, ignoring that completely right yeah so we know the only thing you do know is that there's a massive move coming and bitcoin is actually doing it as we speak on the four hour the 25, the, the 99's creeping up, the 25 and the uh, the 7's about to touch. And I'm just going to quickly count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's about 12 candle closes now. And that price is just getting compressed and compressed. And yeah, I think Bitcoin's going to pop um, a good 10%. What way, I honestly do not know. Uh, it, the something that will change. Yeah as yeah. kind of the days progress of course yeah i mean if i was to bet now i'll tell you what let me just pull this one down quickly yeah please um just so you know what i'm looking at so let me just explain this is what i would ideally want to see it i want to see it just pop but the way bitcoin's been moving i really would not be surprised if we came down and give that second bounce see this 99 yeah that would be absolutely ideal for me because like i say i don't know what way this is going so i've got bids at six five and i've got um sell at seven six and i just have to let the market play out um i'd love to be able to tell you yes i know what way it's going but if i knew that <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't be on here talking to us about exactly. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly that. You wouldn't be on crypto Twitter. No, exactly. And that's the uh, that's that's the the play that I'm hoping plays out. Whether that just runs on and um, I have to bite the bullet and just buy back in slightly higher, 
then so be it. I've got my average entry of, of the short at about six, seven now. Um, I managed to do a, a, a six, nine, 80 to six, six, three, four, I think it was. Um, Cause I was a little bit off. I was a little bit offside um, with price. I sold at six, three and six, seven. So price continued up. So I just had to, find, <laughs> I had to find some way of, um, of getting that level down. So I managed, I managed one, but this is the, uh, that was the ideal play for me to come down, tag the 99 and back up again. But we're in the lap of the gods with, uh, with Bitcoin at the minute with that one. I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's what you hope for, but you got to plan for that not being the case or yeah, you got to be exactly. ready if that isn't the case, I should say. Yeah, exactly. So let me, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll skip forward. Um, so I think this is just a historical level. Yeah. So I, I, I usually find lines that I've drawn um, from miles back that I just try and leave on there. So if price ever gets to 9035, you know to short it. <laughs> from, <laughs> um, from three years ago. It's yeah. From, strong. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking? We're talking 31st, uh, 30th of May, 2019. Right. So I'm, yeah. I'm sure there was some stuff even farther back than that in 2018. Uh, yeah, like there was a few bits and pieces. Yeah, we flirted <laughs> with that level a couple times, yeah. but oh, so, okay. Yeah, just just another example here um, of the up cross. We got the up cross of actually the the um, the twenty five MA. This is the first point that it touches, and again, I mean, let's look at that drawdown. If we, if we're sticking, you know, if we missed, if let's just say we're only buying up crosses with the twenty, and then our entry for long is the twenty five MA touch or thereabouts. So we would have been stopped out previously and we would have missed the run um, on before. So there's no hindsight saying, you know, oh, we caught that, we've we done it differently. So let's just say that we're only doing the up cross and retests. We then get our long entry there. And, and it doesn't go any lower than that. You are... No. Like that no. is the lowest price it went yeah. at that point. I mean, let's... If we want to be absolutely anal on it, Maybe like you know, point six four percent. You're not getting stopped out there. No, is what and I'm you're saying. getting you're getting filled of zero point six um, percent spread. Even if you're doing a fifty grand or hundred grand bid, um, that's going to get filled. Yeah. Um, so and then yeah, from and that there it was, just runs. Well, that was in what was we saying? Twenty seventh of Feb nineteen. That was the start of the run. Mm -hmm. Three thousand six hundred sixty two dollars. That's what your long entry would have been on that MA strat. And if you keep that strategy, you're closing that up near, what am I looking at? Like eight grand almost, it looks like. Yeah. So you see that here how many. Below. Yeah. So you get, you get the retest and then look at all of these times. This is what I say to people. Sometimes on a decent run, you know, when alts ran, that 25 MA, that wasn't, you know, that weren't take profit. That was ad. That was ad positions. And that's something, that's something I'm trying to, well, when I go full time, that's something I'm going to work on because I'm not at the screens 24 seven. So I have to set targets and I have to take profit. The, in this situation, you know, we're talking about the daily, this, this chart would just be on. And every time it touched that 25 MA, just buy more or long, add more, add more. As soon as it closes below, that's your exit point. So, so, so closing below, not the retest that you're looking for. You've taken enough profit, or you've yeah, you're in enough profit here where you're fine with I mean, closing. Yeah, I mean, if you caught this one, 
you know what we're saying uh where's the cross uh that's the close under way up there yeah yeah so and don't forget if you're adding to positions i mean even if you're taking profit it's an absolute stormer and even at the, the, even at the bottom of that wick you could probably scroll down a little bit on that you know even if you close yeah. right on the bottom of that wick on that close because these are i they, they are a little bit lagging is what yeah. i'm trying to say so you know you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna sell the highs or the lows on these crosses yeah so you're talking anywhere between 100 and 110 yeah it's uh, just just using that simple strap up cross of the 7 and the 25 long the 25 close on close below or what we usually do is uh, in the group is we close on two closes of the 7 so either or so that's that's one way um so we probably would have ended up depending on what route you would have chosen some people would have uh, I was going to say it looks there. looks a little bit lower but yeah and this sometimes it works um better the 7 this way works better on the 25 but don't forget if you're getting stopped here or you're exiting on that second close here you're, still... you're then re-enter you're then re-entering on the 25 retest yeah so you're you're just constantly reducing risk taking profit and then entering a new trade exactly where you left off so even using the seven and you would have closed here and you would have brought there and then got stopped out and then that's that's the run complete you would have had ample enough time to just to, to get quite a lot out of that um, i mean and sorry how many how many months was that that was like a quarter long run right that was i'm looking at it correct march yeah where's the I don't think I used the pricing plate that much. Oh, yeah. No, it's cool. I I'm just looking at dates, you know. Yeah. April, May, so June, two, two so or sixty-eight days, two months. Two months for over a hundred percent trade, and I, I feel like a lot of people what they struggle with is just sitting in trades. Um, yeah. They want to be trading every single day. They want to be doing something, uh, and you could trade is... for one or two percent for that amount of time every single day, and you'll be looking at around the same profit, which is exactly. You know, and that's that's why I I always prefer the scalping and you know the quick four or five percent, which the MA is brilliant on the lower time frames for the, these four and five percents. Um, and even here, look, if we carry on, if you shorted the down cross, um, you had an opportunity to five percent. You would have been stopped out, so that's a loss. Okay, but then up cross comes. What comes is that is is this coincidence, or you know, you must be seeing the same thing I'm seeing. That price comes down thirty percent and tags to the twenty five percent at twenty five MA. You would have filled because there's about a one percent spread there, and price bounces twenty six percent. Now, that's just using this one strap, and that's you that's trading right at the top there. I, I know a lot yeah. of people are like you know, not looking to enter after we have this huge run and then this huge drop off, you know, 30% drop off from the high. A lot of people yeah. are freaking out while you're sitting there saying, Hey, we're retesting the 25. Yeah, Let's long this. Bid in there. Always. <laughs> as soon as you see this price breakdown, that's where you're targeting. I think one of the best ever calls was, I think it was Ren. Um, I, I, I might get the numbers wrong, but I think it was something, you know, people was talking about going to 1100 and, I looked at the daily and it had a great run, but I said just long, I think it was like something 532 
and it was just based on the daily MAs. That was all. And I just monitored it, monitored it, and I think it took about 10 days. It come down, tagged it, and bounced 32%. Now, <laughs> that, that, you know, I'm not a genius. You, Everyone can see what I'm showing you. Yeah. Um, it's one of the more simple strategies out there, I would yeah, say. Yeah, definitely. And it's one of the hardest ones that people will grasp because I don't know whether they don't believe it or... I, I, I don't know. I, you know, moving averages, oh, it's a lagging indicators like MACD, but you get all these people shitting on it. It's because they probably don't know how to trade it or they haven't found that little edge how to use it. But yeah, it's, it's there. It's there for you. So um, I, th I think what people struggle with the most or have the most trouble with is sticking to these rules aggressively. Yeah. You know, I think emotion gets gets the better of people. And when yeah. we were up at the top there and we crashed 30%, we're Sorry. tagging the yeah. 25. Most people, like I was saying, are just losing their minds right there. And they're like, it's it's all going to shit. I got to sell everything. Uh, and instead, you're sticking to that strategy, not letting your emotions get the best of you. And you're longing yeah. that retest. Because what have you got? You've got the up cross. You've got that spread, what we want to see. This is no good. This is what you want to see. And that, that spread is why that gets sold off so quick. That price comes back down. Where's it going to tag? If it don't bounce there, guess where it's coming? Here. Down to the if 99, I'm, exactly. Yeah. So if I'm bidding here and then I get stopped out for 3% or 4%, you know, on the daily, you can probably reduce size and go to 5%. But I, I tend to stick to 2 to 3% stop. If I, if I find that that comes under and that, that closes underneath, my next target, I will not even entertain any form of long until i'm here so i'm looking at another 25 percent drop before i'm entering again and you're sticking to that aggressively yep 100 not changing it there we go and if we follow price if we say we got the break down there and you're only going to long the 99 ma uh, i know a lot of a lot of um price action there but let's say you want to play that that's the first test there and it bounces 12%. I would have definitely closed. So I'm not pretending that I would have made 12%. I would have closed at the first 25 MA touch, which would have been 9%. Zero drawdown. Absolutely zero drawdown. Touched probably within $2 of, of price. <laughs> it's crazy when you, when you pull it up and we walk through it, there's just so many instances of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people could probably pull up a price and give interpretations to support and resistance levels and make things work, but I don't control these lines, and that's why I say they're a constant data point. Anyone can come back and backtest this. It's there. It's yellow, it's blue, and it's pink. It's, um, again, one, two, three closes. Could not close above the 99MA. Is it coincidence? Are people doing exactly what I'm doing? I think they are on Binance at least anyway, because these are the only free moving averages that you can use by default. So really quick question here. Um, mm -hmm. Are you only trading spot? Cause we're talking about, you know, buys, sells. Um, are you, are you only trading spot and looking for these crosses to enter and then exit that trade or? Yeah. So what I, I, I do a technique I call sh um, short selling. So let's say I want to sell a few Bitcoin. I've, I've looked at this 
didn't cross, uh, didn't close above. Three days didn't close above. I want to exit there. Instead of taking up a short position, I'll sell my Bitcoin there and I'll set my bids at the 25 MA. There we it go. Is, and it is that simple. I don't care, um, you know, when I go full time, I'll have a, a, a pot for dollars and, you know, that's what I'll try and accumulate. But as it stands, all I care about is more Bitcoin. There and yeah, that's the strat. So let's just, um, just before we move on, let's say you, you know, done that second close, which was bearish even here and your target's 25 MA, 6%. These moves so, look very small in the chart, but yeah, people, because, people forget yeah, that it's the daily. Yeah. And day trading, um, all of the, all of this price action that you see, this will happen on the one hour on Bitcoin, at least also slightly different, um, cause obviously the volumes, but yeah. This price action, the MAs, all of these crosses and the, the back tests and stuff like that, the long position and the short positions on the 25, another one there comes back down. Um, yeah, they're just constantly, constantly giving you opportunities. And this plays out on the one day, but um, well, with the percentage wise, but you have to remember on the four and the one, you're not going to hold out for 10%. You're going to be nicking the twos and the 3%, which is what I like. But taking a couple more trades in yeah, that time period. Yeah, because, because all of, I mean, all of this price action that you see here on the one hour will probably be about three of these candles. Yeah. And you imagine that, like you said earlier, um, if, you're, if you've got a 100% trade and you've opened that for 63 days, who's to say you couldn't have nicked, you know, in a, I'm, I'm just talking um, theoretically, Who's to say that you couldn't have nicked two percent per day and made one twenty? Exactly. So, and that all comes depends. down to yeah, your trading style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know people who love staring at charts. They'll do it fifteen hours a day. They'll trade all day, every day, you know, forever. And then I got people who have businesses to run and they want to be with their families and they prefer to trade the four hour, the one day, the weekly, even. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of gives them some free time to do other stuff with their life. Um, I'm not saying either one is better than the other. It's just personal preference. Well, yeah. I mean, ideally I'd love to sit at the screens cause I, it's, it's a passion of mine. It's, I just love to, funny, I love to, right? yeah, I love it. to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but reality is I'm building eight flats and you know, one day I'm driving the digger and I'm putting screenshots to the group to, to long and short, you know, <laughs> a vet or Tron you're, or you're a busy man. Yeah, and that's that's why the one hour was always great. You know, for the the ninety nine MA on the one hour, I, I would I would I'd love to total it up to see how much money I've made just buying it and selling it on every touch. And that's why I've stuck to it because I know it works. I mean, the back tests are great because they just solidify what you already you know feel or you think. Um, when you're doing this live and you know you're selling here every single touch or you're shorting every single touch uh short selling and buying back on the 25s so it, it just it's a constant repeating process and sometimes you might not trade for a couple of days or you know you need these ma's to spread like this cluster here what we got one two three four five probably about two weeks worth there if you're a swing trader that you probably wouldn't have traded you would have just been chopped to pieces and that's the time when you either look elsewhere or look at a different coin or you go down to the one hour and you try this strat on the one hour or the four hour and try and do a few day trades. There we go. Uh, so quick question now that we're at present day, I'm looking mm -hmm. at it and there's one last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about with MAs 
and that's the not only the direction in which they're crossing but also the direction in which they are moving themselves uh like for example right now you can see that seven is crossing the 25 yep here you know and then we got that retest which you know in the strategy we've been talking about that's a long that you would take you'd currently be long uh, yeah. But this 25 was in a very, it was, you know, sharp decline, I would say, compared to a lot of other times. Uh, yeah, because of that huge that. sell-off. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exa- exactly. So does that have any effect on your trades? Like if the 7 is coming up through the 25, but the 25 yeah. is still in a downward kind of movement, does that have an effect? No, in the grand scheme of things. Um, A lot lot of people have asked me as well, um, oh, is the 99 above price or below price? I only see the 99 as a target. I I don't see it as as an effect on direction. Um, Because if we we said, oh, you know, we're not going to play this um, up cross or because the 99 is above, but it still ran, you know, from 7.1 to nearly 10,500. So I used, you have to use the 99 as the target for either a short or a take profit or, you know, um, add entry or, you know, a retest and stuff like that. So in terms of where they're facing and the, I mean, that spread is unbelievable. And if we, let's say we use the strat on the short side. So anyone, any, any bears out there, you want to, this is what you want to look at. So we've got the close below and we've got, the day before we had the down cross all bearish so in the group we've all sold and we're looking to test and rebuy here now if we wait and own it i mean that we miss we miss this huge great big sell-off i mean that was that's the the, the craziest price action i think i've ever seen yeah trading bitcoin but let's just say we rode that out. We didn't enter a trade because what, what we're waiting for is to short the first 25 MA retest. And what does it do? It fucking tags it perfect and drops 15%. Now you would have waited a week and a half, maybe 10 days for this to play out. You got the down cross of the seven and the 99, which is usually a catalyst for more downside, but nobody could have ever predicted um, just how much of a sell-off that was. No. Um, but yeah, so we stick to the strategy. We miss all this price action here. But two weeks later, we we pick the absolute top for a short entry. And there's a potential of 15.5%. You know, you might have had a target of 8% and closed early. You might have had a trailing stop. There's so many different options. But that 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 trade was there and you would have had to waited for it. And I yeah. think, again, that's th- another one of the hardest parts about trading is waiting for these setups to play out. Yeah. Especially definitely. on the daily and weekly and four hour charts where, you know, you really have to wait, you know, one, two, three, five, a couple weeks uh, just yeah. to get that entry that you want. And I think a lot of people, you know, if I would have told them, right, we're going to short there, and uh, you know, the greedy people, if say, they, say they pushed it and they caught this. That's brilliant, but I wouldn't have, and I didn't. But that's not my, that's, you know, I can't look at that. That's all in hindsight. Now that's where hindsight comes in. Um, I have a few people in the group and, you know, on Twitter that have said, oh, you know, you could have got a bit more out of that, but that's not what my strategy is. So it's all right saying it, or I should have added there, I should have took some off there. Yeah, well, no, I should have. 
if it, if that trade was successful, I, I should have fucking sold my house and done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, you you could say that for anything. Yeah. But you have to look at it in real time. And if we'd followed the strategy on there, you would have missed quite a big play there, but you would have caught fifteen percent with absolutely zero downside. It's, uh, it's insane. Yeah, no. <laughs> the words that were coming out of my mouth was, "It's insane." Um, yeah. But okay, so we've gone through Bitcoin over the last, you know, two plus years. We've shown a bunch of examples. Uh, we could continue to do this, but I'd say we're about an hour in. Uh, I do yep. try to keep the Maybe interviews. Yeah, I do try to keep yeah, the interviews works. to about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, yeah. So I did want to move on. There are two questions I always like to finish with. With mm-hmm. uh, and the first one is, you know, always, what are you most excited for in the coming twelve months? Uh, because I want to know what's in my guests' pipeline, if they've got anything important yep. coming up. And I also did want to ask you about, because at the beginning of the interview, you talked about real estate development. Uh, you're still involved in the real estate game. Uh, and some crazy stuff has been going on in the financial world. Yeah. So I wanted to get your opinions on the real estate side of things, because I know a lot of people, their goal is to make a decent amount of money with crypto diversify a little bit, get into real estate, get into traditional markets. Uh, so yeah. I was hoping you could give us some insight into the real estate market. Yeah, so mine would be the mirror image. Mine would be the opposite way around. Right, um, <laughs> you did that exact opposite. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's go over the first question then. So next 12 months, um, let's say I've got a, a development at the minute with eight flats. Uh, I can't sell them yet. I've still got a couple of weeks till I finish them, but just say everything goes... Um, goes to plan and I, I sell them and I go full time. The I've got a coder that coded my, I don't know if you've seen it, I've got a moving average prediction indicator, which, I mean, this kid's a genius. Um, I don't understand it. I have no idea what he does. I just I tell him, understand. no, I just tell him, this is what I want this indicator to do. And he done it. He'd done an MA prediction tool and it maps out, you know, the next seven uh, predicted MAs to give you a, a future target and stuff like that, which is great. That's yeah, free. Everyone's on, trying uh, to eyeball it, you know. When what you're... we're working on. Oh shit! Yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt right. you there, um, but sorry. Right. I was just saying, you know, everyone when they're looking at, okay, when am I going to be taking profit so they can kind of set it and walk away for a little? Is they're yeah. always just trying to eyeball it. Yeah. Well, this indicator that I, I haven't got this one because I just had to set this brand new up because I haven't been down here for a while, but this one will map out, it'll take the data points of price action at the minute and in, it might give you a dotted 99 MA there. And then that's what you'd use any upside. There we go. That's your target. So that's actually currently live and that's been about two years, I think, on TradingView. But we're working on something at the minute. He's... Um, I was going to fly him over from Italy, but obviously I can't. Yeah, so, not uh, at the moment. No, not at the moment. So eventually he's going to come over. He's done about 100 lines of code so far. So what we're going to do is if I pull this um, this screen up and I go through my checklist, you know, where's where's price action? What's the spread like? What are my targets? What What stock can I get? We're trying to put that in one indicator. So basically you're going to click on the indicator and it will be like, I've just sat next to you and I've told you what I'm looking for. So that's quite an exciting, um, exciting indicator that we're working on. And that's going to be 
with the website and you know i've got a, a i've set up a twitch um account which i've done a few streams on that so the i've got my youtube channel and just trying to get on some podcasts so the next 12 months i want to just try and get a bit more a more involved obviously trade more because i'll be trading every day but i really enjoy people so like obviously this for instance i enjoy talking to to you and just talking about trading in general just it is a passion yeah so get more yeah, involved in the community more involved. Te- yeah exactly teach yeah. some people some stuff that you know yeah i mean my group my um group's been going now uh, i think we're in our 11th month so that's quite good i mean it's only about 20 people and um that's quite a good tight little community yeah huge uh, bouncing idea. yeah b- bounce i mean i did have the free telegram but as soon as it got to 1000 members um mate it was insane it's too hectic right i was uh probably 10 12 direct messages a day on telegram uh i've had a row with my wife what should i do um my missus wants to take my kids i'm like what the fuck this is a trading <laughs> telegram <laughs> yeah I'm, I, and it, it was like and because because i try and help people and i as much as i just wanted to say mate i've got my own shit going on but it's sort of their problem became mine and it was just and then in, mixed in with that you've got oh i've just brought so and so without a stop i'm 20 percent fucking underwater what what should i do and i and it, and it just got too much so yeah yeah and in the end i just said to everyone in the group look i'm setting up a group it's only going to be 50 dollars a month i mean it that just separated it's got nothing to do with the money it just literally separated the people that were trading and the people that were there just to send gifts and and, and memes yeah, and just stuff like that. Out. Yeah. So um, the the group went from you know I think about twenty signed up. Uh, month two was uh, about thirty or forty. I think I've done thirty something percent the first month, forty two percent the month after. And this is this is this is the irony of of crypto Twitter, right? So month three comes along. Everyone's seen the past results: thirty odd percent, thirty eight percent. And 42%, um, something like I think I had about 82% strike rate. I had two great months. 63 people joined the group. That's right? how it happens. Yeah. See, well, listen to this. 63 people joined the group. And you had a bad then, month. No, I then make 13 out of fucking 13 trades. Oh, Jesus. 39% return, no overlap, no slippage, no losses. And 27 people left the group. What? <laughs> what that that just makes no sense and but that that shows you who's trading i mean these people signed up for a trading group to join a trading group to discuss trading with me who was trading at the time and i was um sharing screenshots you know to show everyone knows i'm not a larpa everyone knows i I don't talk shit if i'm gonna say i'm gonna bid it but sometimes every now and again i'll show the group you know there's my transaction um thing i'm in it with you you know, because some people just talk, some people can analyze, some people won't even take their own trades. And yeah, literally nearly half the group left. And that's when I realized these people are not trading. Um, whether they signed up just to see what it was all about, I don't <laughs> I mean, what do you expect if you're joining a, a crypto group, um, a trading group? Um, oh yeah, I just see something that's always stuck in my head uh that it just makes me laugh the irony of crypto twitter because everyone was from twitter 
Yeah, it's it's a very odd place. You know, a yeah. buddy of mine are actually, uh, we're putting together a Discord group for some business stuff. Uh, and there's already been a ton of interest from people. They see these flashy screenshots of, hey, this is how much we did in revenue this month at our Amazon store. Yep. Uh, and immediately they just flock to the DMs. I want in. I want to learn. Uh, you get them in the group and then, you know, they don't contribute. They don't no. learn. They just, they see it. They think they can attain it. And then they do no work to attain it. Yeah. It's, it's a very odd place, but it is, it's, it's, a, it's a strange situation, but did you see the row I had the other day with the man about the rent and paying the rent? No, I, I didn't see. I didn't catch that on well, Twitter. Well, it's um, it's sort of tied into what we're talking about and a bit of property wise, so that's why I've just mentioned it. But he um, he basically saying fuck paying the rent, so which is completely wrong. Um, yeah, no. everyone's everyone's struggling, and try and sort it out between yourselves and the landlord. So he's you know going. I, I'm due. It's my human right to be housed and i'm sort of saying well it's not really maybe you've got an argument that the government should house you but a private person doesn't owe you the right to house you at, at cost to himself and he couldn't really see it and he, he kept trying to be patronizing and i said to him you know go and get your nut down you need a bit of sleep you've got work tomorrow and he replied and he replied uh it's work it's saturday tomorrow babe and i just replied and that's why you're renting and <laughs> as brutal as that sounds that's the difference and that that reminds me of what you just said about the group some people think that they want to be a millionaire but do fuck all about it you know if you're not working saturdays and sundays and this is a this is a bit of life advice for anyone listening if you think you're going to be a millionaire working nine to five you best have a good job because 99.99 percent of you won't and it is that if you want to set up a business, if you want to sell cupcakes, if you want to sell, you know, I don't know, mobile phone screens, if you're not working 24 hours as much as every hour that God sends and the, and the weekends, you are not going to survive. And he summed up what's wrong with people's attitudes now. Right, completely. I'm going to argue that one a little bit just because, you know, not everyone needs to put in the work, 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 work. There are people who, you know, run successful businesses without it. But I think the majority of people does need to put in that extra work, work the but weekends. Just, but that I would argue, I don't know who you're talking about. I would argue that they're, they're already set up maybe. And... I'm maybe i don't know i i just don't want to generalize too much i think there are unique cases where that that isn't necessarily yeah. the case but like i say 99.99 percent you you um you should be will, yeah you can't set up a new company and you know if you open up a shop you close shop or you're going to do anything that you want any sort of rain if you think you're going to open that shop and work from nine to five and it's going to make you a millionaire um then I'd love to see some cool. I'd love to see some real cases of it. <laughs> I mean, set it up, franchise it, then take a back seat. Yeah, that's, that's a that different initial. Yeah, that yeah, initial that's work. a different story. That that maybe that's what I should have explained a little bit. But, no, no, yeah. that that's I spot mean, on. Um, so we do have a little bit of time left. I do have to jump on another call in about fifteen minutes. Yeah, no problem. Um, so really quick, just some yep. quick thoughts on the real estate game in general. And then can we finish with your biggest tip for adding MAs to somebody's trading arsenal for someone who's brand new to it? We talked about pretty much everything they need to know, but what do you think is the most important thing for them to know? 
Okay, so real estate wise, um, I think the demand's still there. Uh, I don't know if the the money's going to be there. In if you're thinking of buying a house and you know, adding size to it, I don't think the money's there for that. Uh, that's why I concentrate on buying. You know, a, the, the the plot I'm on now was, was a bungalow, a huge bungalow with permission for eight flats on there. Them ones are getting permission and seem to be doing well. Um, the demands there whether or not it gives a little boost when when this lockdown gets lifted i think it it's all dependent on time if this goes on another two months um i think we're going to start seeing some real real ugly scenes everywhere in terms of finance housing market um i know the commercial side of 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 uh properties is struggling at the minute because obviously shops are closing and stuff like that administration in in the uk uh, British home stores is 20,000 jobs possibly getting lost. So commercial wise, um, it's not a great time. It's a great time to buy, but domestic and residential is all dependent on how quick this coronavirus can get a, a lid on it or maybe a vaccine. I think it only needs a little bit of light, whether that's a small restriction lift, because um, at the moment only some builders merchants are open and they're running out of uh, materials. So it could even be just lifting that, letting them open. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not so much a massive, great big impact. Everyone go back to their jobs straight away. I'm, I'm, I just mean a little bit of light at the top, at the end of the tunnel where people think we've turned a, a bit of a corner and, and are positive. But the demand's certainly there. I speak to my estate agent every day. And he said that they're there. They, we just can't obviously do any viewings and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's... It is, it is on a knife edge and it's only dependent on um, on this uh, coronavirus timescale with the lockdown and stuff because the US are printing trillions. We've got an empty checkbook in the UK to, to prop up firms and stuff like that. So it doesn't seem like they're going to let this go, i.e. 2008 way, if that makes sense, where everything shit the bed and you know no one could even get a mortgage. It seems like the banks are not too bad this time around, and it's more the the customer. Which is yeah, the, exactly. The better way, which is the better way around for you know for us. Of course, of course. And again, you're right. I think this just really plays into how long this kind of drags out for. Uh, you know, the longer people are at homes, the less money they're making. You know, it's going to yeah. be a huge toll on the state or the country uh, with regards to unemployment. Um, so it, it really just depends. I'm not going to try to pretend like I know exactly what's going on. Uh, we just no, got to no kind of does, but we yeah. can only make it. Yeah. Educated guesses. But I, I honestly think the lockdown time scale is, um, is going to be the, the deciding Crucial. factor. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Over, Cause sti the stimulus wise, the money's there. I mean, they're, they're making money trillions out of nothing. <laughs> um, so in terms of the money, the money is there, which is it's good and it's bad depending on how you look at it. So yeah, we just yeah. Have, have to hope that this bloody Corona thing gets a, gets stopped in its tracks as quick as possible. Fingers crossed. I think everyone's yeah. kind of hoping for the same. Um, yeah. And then lastly, that tip, I'd say the biggest thing that people should know when adding trading, uh, when adding MAs to their trading arsenal. So decide what ones you're going to use. I, I've never seen any anyone argue a better case than the 7, the 25, and the 99. So if you're listening to this and you're watching the video back, uh, if you agree with me, which is going to be quite hard to disagree in all honesty, 
Um, I, I, I would say give it a month, 7 99 play on the one hour, play on the 99. And uh, I just brought the four hour down quickly just to show you, um, you know, do you remember when that sell-off came, the 30% drop on Bitcoin? Yeah. And it tagged the 25? Yep. Uh, exactly the same play, but 17.46 on the four hour. So you'll see these repeat these patterns repeat and these dumps and these uh, these bounce points. And the only thing that will change on the time frame will be the percentage. But they still play. And do you remember the double top? Yeah. This is the reverse. So same as the daily short double top, this gets a great long opportunity on the second when it um, creates a future long opportunity for a double bottom. So this is another thing that you have to um, keep in mind as well. Here we go. Okay, so stick or i wouldn't say stick with but maybe test out the 7 yeah. 25 and 99 give uh, me a month <laughs> yeah there we go yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, Take... give me four weeks uh if you're not profitable you know what my handle is on on twitter dm me show me why you're not profitable and i'll tell you what you're doing wrong because if you're not profitable using this strategy it's something that you're doing wrong you're either front running or your wrong placement of stops etc and hopefully i'll be able to help I, I really right appreciate direction. you extending that. I always like to let my audience know that they can DM me with any questions. Yeah, of course. Yeah, really, literally really appreciate that. Help. No worries, um, mate. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like my audience to know? Just watch this space. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not buying followers like everyone <laughs> everyone else. So just don't be fooled by the uh, the sub free 3K account. I'm going to be making some big moves soon in this. Well, you, uh, in this you got banned at one point, right? Yeah, I've got. Um, I had the row with um, the raccoon. Randy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, he got all these these um, algos and everything to get my old account banned. I mean, that was up to seven thousand. So I would have liked to have thought it probably would have doubled in that time, but yeah, I mean, followers doesn't make everything, but it's just a bit of a a piss take when you see everyone just buying followers. Uh, and then not even owning it uh you i might even i've been talking to you know strong writers yeah yeah um, i chat with him on what i chat with him on whatsapp every day and i, I keep joking that i'm gonna buy two hundred thousand followers just to piss everyone off oh god so, don't yeah. don't be that guy <laughs> just to piss off the larps in literally and I, i'll have a saved tweet a pinned tweet that says i've just brought it um, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't, but yeah. No, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think uh, follower numbers matter. It's weird. People no. think it does, but I want my audience to know that it's definitely not something that matters. No, but just keep your eyes out. There we go. Perfect. All right, man. I really appreciate you hopping on, walking through some trading strategies, actually okay. pulling the chart up. Uh, I hate to kick you off. I do have that other interview. So That's fine. Ag Absolutely again, fine. thank you so much for coming on. No worries. Thanks for having me.